Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. This past weekend, Dolly and I were riding in the car when all of a sudden she breaks out singing a Christmas carol. For a moment I thought to myself, oh no, it's too soon for that. Thanksgiving isn't even here yet. We reached our destination, so I dropped her off at the front door of the store and turned on the radio. I changed the station because the first station had a commercial. And then when I turned it to the next station, which is the second one that I normally listen to, guess what was playing? Yep, you guessed it, Christmas music. So I parked the car and went into the store and found her. She didn't find what she was looking for, so we got back into the car, and I turned the car on, and the radio came on, and sure enough, there was the Christmas music. Dahlia smiled at me, sat back, and listened intently to the Christmas music with a big smile on her face. Now, please don't misunderstand me. I enjoy Christmas music as much as the next person. However, I prefer to enjoy it between Thanksgiving and New Year's because I try to enjoy the current season before the next one begins. That's why I try to avoid craft stores. I can't stand seeing Christmas stuff in July. I wanted to change the radio station that was playing that Christmas music, but the smile on my wife's face kept me from doing so. Because in that moment, I saw pure joy in her smile. The joy that I saw reminded me of our text from the epistle reading from Philippians 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Even when they play Christmas music early, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, even when the test results from the doctor aren't very good. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, even when the pressure is mounting at work and the deadline is rapidly approaching. Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, even when your in-laws are coming for Thanksgiving. Rejoice. We are to rejoice in the Lord always. And just as a reminder, don't forget, please remember, that there is a difference between joy and happiness. Joy and happiness are both wonderful feelings to experience, but they are quite different. Happiness is merely external, fleeting, and is only achievable here on earth. Joy, on the other hand, is internal, selfless, sacrificial, and has a spiritual connection with God. For example, we can feel happy when we receive something like a gift or achieve something like an award or an honor. These things are external or belong to the surface of our lives. It's not something deeper, but rather more superficial. Joy, on the other hand, is something deeper. It is something that we feel internally in our lives as human beings. 
For example, we can have or feel great joy when we worship our God the Father. And we can feel great joy when we remember our Lord Jesus Christ who died on the cross to save us from our sins. Joy has something to do with our inner nature rather than the outer nature of our human character. John chapter 15 verse 11 reminds us of this with these words of Jesus. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is how we rejoice in the Lord always. For we received His joy in our baptism when we received His Holy Spirit. But why are we to rejoice in the Lord always? Why? Well, verse 5 of our epistle reading tells us today. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So why are we to rejoice in the Lord always? Because the Lord is near. The Lord is near to us. The Lord is near when we open up our Bible and read God's Word. The Lord is near to us when we sit down and read our personal or family devotions. The Lord is near and present with us when we come to His table and receive His very body and blood in the sacrament of the altar. The Lord is near when we gather here in His house. The Bible tells us in Matthew 18 verse 20, For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I with them. We gather here in the Lord's house, calling upon his name as we do at the beginning of each worship service in the invocation by saying, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord is near. He is near when we call upon his name in prayer. And one of the best prayers that you can pray in the evening is Luther's evening prayer. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have graciously kept me this day. And I pray that you would forgive me all my sins where I have done wrong and graciously keep me this night. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. With this prayer, not only are you being gracious and thankful to God for getting you through another day, but before you go to sleep, you are confessing your sins and receiving His forgiveness. That same forgiveness that is offered right here each week during worship when we confess our sins together. That absolution that we receive from the pastor is as if we are receiving it from Christ himself. And you, having prayed that prayer, you receive forgiveness for your sins and are able to lie down to sleep and gain some peaceful rest. But do you? Do you have troubles going to sleep at night? And if so, what cares and concerns do you have that are keeping you up at night? Perhaps you can't sleep because of the state of our country or the rising prices from, of everything from gas to groceries or the medical tests you are anxiously waiting to get the results for. Whatever it is that's troubling you, hear once again these words from St. Paul in verse 6 of our epistle reading. Do not be anxious about anything, 
But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In every situation, regardless of what it is, don't be anxious about it. Go to our God in prayer with thanksgiving and present those cares and concerns to Him. After all, He's the one that can take care of it, right? Remember what Peter wrote in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. It reminds me of the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Hymn number 770 in our Lutheran service book. And I'd like to emphasize verses 1 and 3. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. And for those of us that are anxious, verse 3, are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do your friends despise, forsake you? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. How often do we concern ourselves or worry about things that the Lord our God has already under his control? Far too often, right? Remember what the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to His purpose. God has a plan to work all of these things out for your good. It doesn't mean that you're going to understand it. It doesn't mean that you'll be able to see it and figure it all out. But you know that you can trust Him. Knowing He is going to work it out for what is best for you. It's like what the prophet Isaiah wrote about in our Old Testament reading for today in Isaiah chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, for though you were angry with me, your anger turned away that you might comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and He has become my salvation. With joy you will draw from the water, from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the peoples, proclaim that His name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for He has done gloriously. Let this be made known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy. Our God has done glorious deeds. He continues to richly and daily provide all that we need for this body and life, as Martin Luther wrote in his explanation to the first article. But none of the things that he has done 
are more glorious than sending His one and only Son, Jesus, to be our Savior. His one and only Son, who redeemed you with His very own precious blood by suffering and dying on the cross, rising again from the dead, ascending into heaven, where He is ruling and reigning on high by His Father's right hand. Jesus paved the way for you who believe in Him to have everlasting life in His presence forevermore. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.